What up, everybody? It's your boy B. Taylor with the, the podcast Conversations and Situations. Oh man, today we're gonna be talking about. Well, I'ma be talking about what's a hater. Should um a lot of motherfuckers think a hater is just somebody that's any man always saying negative shit. You know, some people don't understand the difference between hate and constructive criticism. Um. I think because we've been so used to uh, dreaming that when somebody brings some reality to that dream, sometimes it's so realistic that it comes off as negative. Shit, other times, man, shit, nigga just hating and shit. Real life. Um, it's so many different scenarios of motherfuckers hating on motherfuckers. I remember um, um, this one old man so, if it's many, if anybody listening, you ain't had my ribs yet, man. Shit, you missing out. I cook a lot of different shit, but um, a few people saw the ribs that I made uh, from the job I had, and they started ordering them. Um, I had already had sales on my own, but they just kind of just added to the roster of motherfuckers that were buying shit. Anyway, um... This one old guy, he had never had any of my ribs and shit. He come with all the advice of how to make them better or what I should do. And I'm trying to figure out how the hell you know what I should do if you ain't never tried my shit. You ain't never tried my shit. You only seen pictures of it. You smelled it. And it, I guess it smelled good to him. So one day, he go, he come to work. He bring, he got some wrapped up in some foil in a plastic bag. It's, it's a one single piece of chicken. And he, I had a little bar a dollar the day before. And he put that chicken in my hand with the dollar and said, now you try this, you tell me what you think. And I knew then, this motherfucking competition. And competition with somebody that ain't even in competition with him. Me and my brother talk a lot with my older brother uh, about the scenario of, uh, you ever been walking with somebody when you was a kid and they just start running? And they like, I beat you. And you like, I ain't racing you. It's kind of the same shit. Um, anyway, fast forward be like a week later. He comes show me this video of somebody making ribs on the stove. So what they do is they coat the, they coat the, the, the frying pan and they sear the uh, ribs on, on all four sides. Then they wrap it in foil, add a little, add a little um, barbecue sauce, and cook it and sit it back in the pan. And it's cooking ribs on, on, on top of the stove. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's dope. I should try that one day. Fast forward another week later, I sold ribs and shit. And the first thing he said was, y'all eating them stove top ribs, ain't you? I said, nah, these are smoked. And they showed him the ribs they had. And I knew then, you just showed me that shit just to build some hating shit, bro. Now, this nigga 60 years old. I'm 40. 
He ain't never not once sold a rib, a plate, or nothing in that motherfucker. Now, motherfucker to try this food, they say. But ain't no motherfucker came to them. Ain't no motherfucker ever decided to um, um, buy food from him. Or he didn't decide to sell none. So as soon as he found it out selling, then I guess it was a thing for him. And the shit that made me mad about it is not because he... It ain't because he felt the need to compete. Because he was an older black man, man. I'm like, come on, bro. We got enough division, man. We gonna have this too up here. And it's just five of us working in this motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, that's a form of hating. Um, it, it's so many levels of that shit. So, my thing is, I think people be so burnt out on the whole idea of the crab in the in the barrel shit that all they see when a motherfucker come around or do anything outside of what they used to they, they just go automatically and think like oh here go the hating shit I knew this shit was gonna come but like I said everything ain't always some hating shit case in point um I needed better equipment uh, for my podcast. And so I reached out to people that had experience in, in music and microphones and all that. Uh, people that do behind the scenes sound shit. To kind of figure out ways I can bet I can I can have better sound quality without paying the arm and the leg. You know. Now, it's it's people that told me, okay, so look for this kind of mic. Or look for these kind of mic. It also a motherfucker that was like, oh, you need some new microphone. So for me, the ones that was telling me about the different better mics, that was constructive criticism. The motherfucker that, 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 that was just outright just saying, oh, you need better mics. Now, these motherfuckers, they ain't never donated shit to my podcast. And they ain't... They probably listened to an episode... And even then, I let people know I'm just not starting out, man. So a lot of this shit gonna sound kind of crazy. It's gonna sound kind of muffled, but just bear with me. And even after I say that, they're just just that same stale, dry face expression. It responds is so. You gonna get a new mics? So so if you're an idiot, don't try to critique anything, cause you're gonna come off like an asshole. But if you have any advice for motherfuckers, give them advice. But the worst thing you can lead off with is, did you know that? Evidently, they didn't know. Because if you leading off your, 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 if you starting off a statement with, but did you know? Or you do know that? No, they didn't know. Because if they did, they wouldn't have did what they did. Or would have said what they said. Or whatever, you know. Um, so my thing is to, I'm saying all that shit to say, um, it make sure you knowing what, 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 what Haiti is and, and what place it's coming from. And, and it's, it's sad that you got to read body language and look for certain, listen for certain words or looking for, or listen for certain inflections in a motherfucker voice or, or, or looks in their face and shit when they telling you shit and also how they telling you. And because there's so many people just trying to dump off information to you that they don't take out the time to think like, maybe this person heard this before. 
maybe this ain't my place to say shit. Cause even with that constructive criticism, who told who? What? What make you think they want to hear what you gotta say? Don't get me wrong. Anything you do in the public gonna get criticized, but that don't mean they gotta listen to what the fuck you saying. It ain't. It might not even be your fucking place to tell them. Um, like, say for instance, somebody need a new car. You think they need you to tell them they need a new car? You think they don't get in this cold, raggedy motherfucking crank it up and shit and hit it bitch rattling and think, damn, I need a new car. That don't need you to tell them that shit. Let them, some shit you gotta let people figure the fuck out. And you don't know what's, what's, what life is like for them till you try to figure shit out. They might be on the brink of just saying, man, fuck this shit. Or they might be just in the space of, man, well, I'm saving money this season because I know the latter season gonna be greater for me if I just hold what I got. You know, you, you really don't know. So a lot of times, man, if you don't have a rapport with someone, if you don't have a whole relationship with a motherfucker, it's best to just keep your distance away from whatever idea of truth you want to give them. With whatever truth you're trying to give them. Because the motherfucker don't want to hear that shit. Now, it's some motherfucker, man, just so far fucked up. Even they mama can't tell them they wrong. Because I seen a female on Facebook, man, shit, with some two little ass shoes and shit. And I'm trying to figure out why the fuck ain't nobody told her your toes ain't supposed to be balled up like that. Especially if you're going to wear them out. I ain't going to say no name because I did like the picture. A couple pictures she posed until I, I'm like, oh shit, that's that girl with the, with the toes balled the fuck up. You know? But I ain't finna inbox the, <laughs> I ain't finna inbox the woman and say, hey, you should buy better shoes. Your feet look frustrated. Nah. Cause that ain't my motherfucking place. But my motherfucking place is either like this shit or don't and keep motherfucking moving. Uh, a lot of people think feel like they gatekeepers when it comes to like what people should do with their lives and shit. Um, I fight with arguing with dumb motherfuckers on social media all the time. The shit that keep me in due bounds is the fact that either it's not my place, not my time, or not my fight. You know? I ain't got some shit you just... Sometimes you gotta ignore what the fuck a motherfucker say. It shouldn't be that hard. But sometimes it is. And in a situation where it's so hard that a motherfucker can't help but to say something, I think then you gotta start doing some uh, some self-check on y'all. You gotta start uh, uh, doing some looking in the mirror and give yourself some constructive criticism. You know what I'm saying? Before you become a hater. You know, it can start from telling yourself, shut the fuck up. I think a lot of people can learn could learn better about shutting the fuck up. You know, we, we live in a culture where people are trying to fight between snitching and not snitching. Um, and even in that case, it all depends. If I know it's a rapist on my block and I don't want to kill him, I'm going to call the police. And even then, I'll get called a hater. Why you put the police on them? Why you ain't gonna do nothing? Because I ain't built like that to kill this nigga, but we need to get this nigga up out of here. You know? Even though that's the truth, you know that what needs to be said, a lot of people ain't willing to hear that. So you gotta do what you gotta do to make sure, you know what I'm saying, shit, your side of the street clean. Now, I know that's, that's kind of a stretch from uh, being a hater, uh, the hater versus constructive criticism conversation, but it's also a microcosm for 
any other situation or scenario. A lot of times people don't want to hear that truth. Some people want to hear a glamorized lie or living a fantasy of what's going to really happen versus what it is. For me, I'd rather not live in that world. I want it to be what the fuck it is. So I'm, I'm okay with a motherfucker constructive criti- constructively criticizing me. But if you got something negative to say with no uh, resolution, with no uh, or no with no way of, of, of the shit being better, then, man, I'm, I'm cool on that shit. I'm cool on that shit because after so long, if I, if I ain't being receptive to what the fuck you saying, some shit click in your mind and say, well, I'm just not going to tell this motherfucker shit because apparently he don't want to hear this shit. No. You know what motherfucker do? They dogpile that shit on you. Hey, well, here goes some more information that you didn't ask for. And here goes some more shit that you ain't going to listen to. And after a while, it's kind of like, just shut the fuck up. Because maybe the one time that you do have something that's worth listening to, I'm going to shut down and I want to hear that shit. And I know that shit sounds like motherfucker being hella petty or motherfucker in their feelings and shit. You can call it what the fuck you want to call it. But we all know how that shit is. You don't need a constant reminder of some shit that you know going to take time to fix. Whether it be your attitude or your career, you know, or, or even, even shit in your life. Like, it's some motherfuckers, man, struggle with parenting. Because they don't know how to go about doing certain things. Now, I'm hard on people when they ask me questions about some shit they want an answer to because I feel like they want my honesty. Am I right sometimes? Yeah. Do I need to learn to shut the fuck up sometimes? Hell yeah. But at the same time, when I'm in between shutting the fuck up and no one say something, I have to learn how to be tactful. And it's a part of the process of growing. Even the person that's criticizing can learn from certain criticism based on his shit. And I feel like once we reach a point of, of uh, being accountable and not feeling so entitled, a lot of shit can get conveyed in a different way. Um, sometimes hate don't even come in words. Sometimes hate come in actions and shit. I remember my shit back in the way, 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 way back in the day. Uh, past the statute of limitations. When I was selling weed. Now, keep this in mind now. I'll tell you the whole story. I'm selling weed. I just got plugged. Got some bricks and shit. Um, my homeboys at the time, they were selling weed too. But the thing of it was, I went from being a nine to five dude with no plug and no resource and like that to being the plug. Um, shortly after, my motherfucker stopped speaking to me and shit. Stopped talking to me, talking about robbing me and shit. Now, before then, everything was all good. We didn't have a problem. Certainly this. If they didn't like me, they never said so. And I feel like if it was that serious where you could rob me or talk about it or think about it, then what happened before then? Was it that motherfucker didn't want me to be on and they felt like I didn't deserve to be on or they felt like they deserved to be on and why the fuck is this nigga on? It's all kind of level to that shit, but at the end of the day, man, shit, they didn't have to say a word to do some hating ass shit. Now, they ain't never calling the police on me or nothing like that. Oh, but they said a lot of fucked up shit behind my back. They got back to me. 
I remember one time they even tried to send a motherfucker to come rob me and shit. Yeah. But the person didn't do it. And I got to the bottom of who was gonna do it, and they ended up reaching out to me. Because even to the motherfucker they tried to send, even he was like, man, that's some hating ass shit, nigga. Ain't your people? I'm like, yeah. So in turn, he was like, man, shit. Hey, you give me a couple dollars, man. I'll go straighten them then. I'm like, nah, I don't move like that. But I appreciate it. And even then, he was like, bro, that's what make you realer than them, bro. Because another motherfucker, man, would have fucked them niggas up, bro. I'm like, <laughs> they ain't going to learn from, from it. But at the same time, though, they know what it is if you don't do it. And I ain't had no problem with the motherfucker ever since. It's, it's it's sad that it had to go that way. Especially with motherfuckers you think, you know what I'm saying, she got your best interest, but at, at the same time, though, man, people gonna be people. Motherfucker gonna move how motherfucker move. You know, same thing like I was saying with actions and shit. Now, I'm not by no means feeling like a motherfucker should support this podcast because they support other people's podcasts. But if I'm if if I tell you about my shit and first thing you say is, oh, everybody got a podcast now. What you're talking about? I ain't talking about shit. You know, I mean, I ain't trying to sell it to you. I do well with the support I have from all those different countries and shit. I'm streaming all in, all in Africa, Poland, England, Australia, all parts of the United States, even Canada. Mexico too, like so. I, but at the same time though, it just amazed me how um, people can do everything with these smartphones and shit. One of my people now, motherfucker, say, "Man, how you listen to your podcast?" So I say, "Just go download Spotify." Man, it ain't coming up. And I tell them how to type it in. Yeah, man, I'm listening to it, man. Shit, why you ain't on YouTube? Because the same way you type it in on YouTube is the same way you could type it in on Spotify. So if you're going to support it, you're going to support it. Now, that's what I could tell them. But what I, instead of that, what I say is, I'll just send you the link, bro. You just open it up. I send them the link and they never open it up. And that's fine. But my thing is, like I said earlier, about timing. Now, I could have went out my way to tell him, man, you full of shit, you lying, you trying to fake for me, but you're really not going to support my shit. And nine times out of ten, you're hoping I don't ask you about this shit no more. And you'd rather not even share it to you or to the page or even make you even wonder why I'm doing this. So I don't. Now, if I tell a motherfucker that shit, then, man, shit, that nigga be little, but be mad, nigga ain't fucking with him, man. Nah, I ain't mad, I'm just, I just know what it is. I'm just mad enough to not have to tell you word for word verbatim, man, what I think you on. Because it ain't going to solve shit. It ain't going to help shit. It ain't going to change the direction of nothing. Matter of fact, only good thing it's going to do is make you leave me the fuck alone. Or make me leave you the fuck alone. And that's just what the fuck it is. At the end of the day, I just want y'all to understand. Even though it's a fine line between hate and constructive criticism, it's 
still exists, and we got to be mindful of that, man. Shit, sometime, man, it ain't the fact that the truth hurt. It's just the timing suck. Thanks, y'all, for listening, man. It's been another episode of the podcast, Conversations and Situations. Y'all check me out every Tuesday and Thursday on Spotify, Audible. Man, wherever you listen to this motherfucker at, go like it. If you listen to this motherfucker on Spotify, like this shit, rate my shit, and keep pushing. And please remember to share. Thank you. Peace. Parentification or parent-child role reversal is the process of role reversal whereby a child or adolescent is obliged to act as parent to their own parent or siblings. There are two types of uh, parentification, instrumental and emotional. With emotional parentification, in extreme cases, it is considered neglect and emotional abuse because the parent decide that they want to give their responsibility uh, to the child and they lean on the child for emotional and physical support. Um, in this instrumental parentification, The instrumental parentification is when you have your kids doing shit like cook, clean, uh, prepare dinner and stuff like that when you don't want to. When you want to lay your grown lazy ass up and um, be grown on your own terms. Now, I ain't got no problem with no parent being tired. And I do understand that everybody got to kind of pull their own weight. But the thing of it is, it's, it's uh, leaving our kids in a bad space. Um, so, like, okay, so think about it. If you're the parent and your kid, your kids need you to lean on for emotional support, and they need you kind of help weather the storm with them and shit. If you practicing emotional parentification, you do you dumping all your shit on them. You're giving them all the anxiety and all the frustration that you had to deal with. And you're trying to put a child in an, in, a, in an adult situation. And a lot of times, man, shit, and uh, especially in my community, the black community, we get taught that that's, that's normal. You know, you got to help. You got to move up. You know, you got you to gotta, uh, aid and assist your mother because, you know, it takes everybody in the house to make the house go. But at the same time, though. This teenage child shouldn't uh, have to be your emotional support. Like, they shouldn't have to sit there and let you vent to them. And, and I mean, and in detail. Like, if you need your kid to go cry to, and anytime you have a bad day, and you ain't thinking about the ramifications of dumping all that emotional baggage on your kids, you know, then you're an ancient parent. You're toxic. Um, I, I think that it's something that parents go through that the kids should never know about the kids should never see or have to understand because um after all we, we the parents we've been given this role and responsibility for a reason and a lot of us not equipped to handle the position but at the same time it's our position and it's our situation to bear 
um, the effects of instrumental parentification. Uh, parentified children may have a hard time building trust and may have problems with anger and emotional regulation. In addition, parentified children may suffer from uh, manifestations of underlying trauma, including depression, anxiety, eating disorder, and sometimes substance abuse. And in most cases, PTSD. Um, a lot of times we don't think that um, you have to be ex-military to um, be labeled with PTSD. But a lot of times that ain't the case. It's, it's people that I grew up in. So I didn't grow up in the projects. The projects were like a shit, two-minute walk from my house. Like the, the elementary school I went to was in the middle of my neighborhood and the projects around the corner. And um, a lot of times, it's people that grow up in those in those environments and shit. Like I like we like most of the people I grew up around. There's a lot of violence, a lot of anger issues, um, and we never know really where really to stem from. Some kids are so frustrated with doing the parents' job that they try to run away, try to commit suicide. You know, trying to find some way out to feel different, but you get people that never did drugs that feel like, why would you put yourself on that? Why would you? Why would you go through that? Why would you try drugs? Drugs is dumb, but you don't know what the demons a person fighting. So, whatever resolution they find, if you ain't there to help, don't pull up to criticize. Um, one of the many manifestations of um, the mother wound, aka parentification. Is the parent is the pattern of the uh, parentified parentified daughter, and this pattern in this pattern the daughter plays the role of the parent to her parents, particularly as a mother to her to her own mother. You know how like some of the mamas go out all night and they come back in, they too drunk to make it, and they got their daughter fixing uh, meals and and being responsible for the other kids and shit like that. And I know this gonna piss some people off. But a lot of that shit happened when women decided they don't want to be with the child's father and they need to get away. And sometimes it's not because of uh, physical abuse or emotional abuse. It's because they feel like, well, I'm finna leave and be happy all by myself. And the whole time, you somebody got to step up to their role that's being left open. Now, if the mama's being the dad, then who going to be the mama? They going to leave nothing but the oldest child. And a lot of situations, it's, the, it's a daughter. Some some situation it's a son. That's why you get all these guys that get these big contracts and feel like they owe their mamas um, new homes and all this other stuff. I ain't saying your mama don't deserve you if you seen her work hard. All I'm saying is, man, shit. Honestly, man, we don't owe them that. I had a conversation with my mom and she said it ain't nothing like the feeling of being able to help her kids. And I try to use my mama as the... Um, is the staple for good mothers or the representation of good mothers, but I'm just saying, it, it, it's it's crazy to me how these kids get put in these adult situations with nobody to lean on, and they expect it to be um, more adult than the adults. Um, that's why a lot of kids, when the mamas ain't shit like that, you get the you get the oldest child always get looked at, the oldest two kids always get looked at as the parents in the situation. Now, I ain't going to use no examples on this shit, 
Because there's a lot of motherfuckers being their feelings. And going to be a lot of motherfuckers at home. That, look, I can't fight everybody. And I can't argue everybody. But what I will say is this. I know some people um, that I've met here that have been in situations where they had to be adults about a situation that they had no idea on even how to even be an adult, let alone how to be um, responsible for a tribe of people. Tribe, in, in this case, meaning three or four. Uh, a cousin of mine, uh, at, one, at one point a cousin in law, but a cousin of mine, um, him and his sibling lost their mom. And he had to step up and be dad for a while. And I even see him now. He kind of going through fatigue and kind of being burnt out. And a lot of people don't understand that being in an adult situation that nobody else had to be in, but everybody got a critique of because so I say this, I ain't gonna say his name, but it's my it's my it's my baby mama's cousin. My baby mama don't think that he got a right to complain because she feel like, oh, we had our grandmother, so he was okay. He was fine. He just tripping. No, he ain't just tripping. Maybe your grandma wasn't there like you think she was. Maybe she was, but not how he needed her to be. Because think about it now. You're 19 years old. Your mama passed away. You got to take care of your, of your three younger siblings. Your grandparents get you to buy a house and say, y'all can stay there and y'all, can, y'all, do, y'all do fine the whole time now. You robbing this man of his youth. He didn't get a chance to be in his 20s and have fun and be single and shit. Because either he was a dad or he was in a relationship. So, and not even dad to his own biological, dad to his siblings. He didn't have to be responsible for so many people for so long. Hell yeah, you get burnt out. Hell yeah, you want to take a break. No, you don't feel like doing everything that people expect you to do. And it's unfair that he don't get a chance to complain. Um, Shout out to you, fam. I understand, man. It's a hard road um, to travel. And it's even harder when people that, that's around don't even understand what it is because they so oblivious to shit. They did just think you just tripping. A lot of time we take the, the whole idea of uh, the oldest child as being the runner-up for the parent because we've been conditioned to believe that that's what they're supposed to do. So you telling me the oldest don't get a childhood but the youngest do? That ain't fair. I don't care about um, any anecdotal shit that people could come up with to say, well, what about this? What about this? I don't give a fuck. It's not fair. And pretty soon... All those, all those oldest kids that had to, had to kind of make it happen for the rest of the family and shit. When, um, and I'm not saying that his mama won shit. I'm just using him as an example because his mama passed away at a young age. I, I, I never met his mom, so I, I, I ain't going to speak to who she was or who she was because I don't know. Neither will I d- d- uh, uh, defame her character by trying to say she was a bad parent and I don't even know her. I'm just speaking to the point of him being uh, a child and had to be an adult at the same time. And everybody just feeling like he should just ate that shit and ran with it the whole time. Y'all got a daddy and a mama that, like my my ex-mother-in-law used to do any and everything for her kids to the point where they didn't know how to be responsible for themselves. And even her oldest daughter, 
Uh, she had to be responsible for her siblings to the point where they looked at her as mom. Because a lot of shit, motherfucker rather take to her than to their mama. Even in situations with my baby mama and me, I would go to her sister and be like, man, so I need you to figure this out. Or what you think about this? And she, I'll give her this. She would at least be fair. I ain't saying that she don't fuck with her. She ain't supposed to fuck with her folk. When it came to that type of shit, at least she was fair. She wasn't blind to shit and just like, oh, fuck that. I'm riding my family type shit. And they know, and she know they did wrong. But the mama would, though. She did to this day. But that's another story. I'm just speaking to the to the, to the, to the whole idea that uh, you have these children here that are raised to be responsible, that are, aren't raised to be responsible, but expected to be responsible. Um, my oldest son never had to be that responsible because his mom pretty much did most things for him. Um, I ain't speaking to her, speaking to what she did and did do as a parent is to say that she did a good or bad job. But at the same time, my son is um, naive to reality because she didn't know how to give it to him like that. Shit, because she... I guess she just saw the nigga just her baby and shit and didn't, didn't want to let him grow up and be a man, you know? And before y'all go to speaking about, well, what you didn't you do? Well, hey, listen, all I could do is be there. Now, if you want to take the child and go wherever you want to go, then I'm not finna move to different cities just because you moved there. And if I if you ain't sit down and talk to me about how, how much would it take to get me back and forth, get him back and forth so he can spend time with me or whatever, whatever. And I'm not going there either, you know. But even if I did, it was some case she still let him go because she felt like this my baby. My thing is, shit, tell the child support off of that shit because they don't believe it. They think he all mine. But I digress. Parentification. I wonder how many people out there can identify with being put in the parent's position and your parent don't want to be in that position. They want to give you the reins, but when shit go good, they want to claim all the all the glory. Um, I have friends that parents would get all fucked up and they would have to go cook for their siblings and uh, ignore the parent, ignore the shit that the parent going through and be just a top tier uh, representative of what they think reality is. Uh, I used to work with, uh, I used to work with this one young lady. She would tell me about how, uh, her and her mate had to raise her mate's siblings. And honestly, I feel like they're doing a great job as far as, um, being there, being consistent, uh, make sure they got somewhere to stay, make sure they understand that they loved and stuff like that. But it's hard trying to be a parent at only 25 to siblings that don't know the difference between parent and sibling. Especially if you're coming across as both. Um, and I can see that how could, that could be very, very stressful. Especially, I think they're around the age of 20. Then they, they, they mid-20s. So you can only imagine the things they got to go through, the things they got to see, the things they got to take in uh, just to uh, function every day and act regular, and it's a stress to to have to take those reins, especially if you got. Um, well, I only know about the one parent that they speak of, and they say he been in and out of you know in and out of prison, and now he can't come home, and so now 
if it ain't for the sister, then they pretty much go into the system or someone else that not going to love them as much as the sister would. And I, I find it unfortunate because if I ain't going to just hold women accountable. Fellas, man, these kids need us, man. So whatever you got to do to make shit happen, man, sometimes you got to do it, even if it's no more than just not doing what you want to do no more. A lot of times we get caught up in um, our pride and we be forgetting that, man, shit. A lot of times you can't be the shoot 'em up gangster no more. You, you got to relax and raise your kids. You can't flip out and go to jail. You got to relax and raise your kids. You can't sell dope like you used to. You got to just get a regular nine to five or become an entre- entrepreneur, legit, the, le- the legal legit way and raise your kids. It, it, because it's a bigger picture and they, and your kids will appreciate you more if you got that time versus certain needs being met. That's why motherfuckers love their older siblings so much. I feel like I was put in that position. Um, my, I could tell a little bit of my backstory. Shit. So I, like my pops didn't come around till I was like 16 going on 17. Um, my little brother, dad, divorced my mom, and he went his way and she went hers. He always stayed in contact, but I just, I, I knew how it was to grow without a dad. Even though I had his father, I didn't have my biological, but um, I don't know. Ever since he was a kid, I made up in my mind that I'm going to be there for my brother no matter what. And I don't regret it. I don't, I don't ever regret that. Um... He one of the most important people to me, you know, and for him to have to go through something so tragic as to not have a parent around, it, it tugged in my heartstrings a little, little harder. So, you know, sometimes I feel like I was too hard. Sometimes I don't feel like I was um, detailed enough on certain stuff. But, and I even brought it up to him before, and he kind of he let me know, like, bro, hell, now nah, you, you did a good job, man. I, I'm glad you did whatever you did. Because I appreciate it. And that means a lot to me to know that he appreciated. But at the same time, though, here I am, 40 years old, um, exhibiting some of those same behaviors, you know, the depression and anxiety. Um, Shit, the older I got, like, even the eating disorder shit, like, I, I went from... Everybody know me for being like this slim guy. Like I was always shit, always skinny, man. Shit, the older I got, it just, you know, you get. Sometimes I would get sad and I just eat. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I, you know, either I eat or I smoke. And sometimes I, I won't have an appetite until I smoke. And it was just like that little bit of pleasure that I could get. That kind of made um, the bad days not so bad. Even with me smoking, sometimes I would just smoke till I could stay asleep. Because I, I didn't want to face the rest of the world. I wanted to I wanted to drown in whatever was keeping me alive. Because it was so much pressure to try to not to be or not to try not to, try not to fold. You know, like my my one of the worst years of my life was my high school, my 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 senior year in high school. Like we lost everything, like. My parents got divorced, moved in, my grandma and shit. She lost our car. It was hard to get to work. Um, 
I learned early then, friends ain't much of friends when you in need. I felt the need to kind of step up, but it just I just couldn't figure it out, and I had nobody to tell me how to how to figure it out. And I know to some people that's like an excuse, and that's fine. You can feel like that, but um, I just didn't have nobody to show me the way to to be better. That's why now when I learn things. Uh, mostly about myself. I try to correct them. I, um, after COVID, I went through a whole little, um, I went through a season where I was making sure I apologized to people for things that I intentionally or didn't intentionally do. Um, a lot of things I did, I really didn't have any idea how, because like, you know how, like, if, like, so, Everybody know that it's bad to speed. You shouldn't speed, it's illegal. But to know what can happen if you speed is another thing to kind of open your eye. You know, um, for me, I knew it was wrong to do some of the stuff I did, but I didn't have any idea of the magnitude of of, uh, what I was really putting down. I did some horrible things that I can never speak of. And I pray one day that I can find some forgiveness for me and myself. But the ones that I could apologize to, I did. You know, I ain't gonna say I always forgot, but I I had to forgive and I had to apologize because all that shit was collateral damage for the shit I was going through and I didn't, I didn't have any idea where it was coming from. I hated, like now, like I don't even like crowds of people. And then it's kind of hard to date because the women that I know, um, we have conversations and they like how I talk. They, I come off as very confident and life of the party, but deep down inside, like I, I really, I'm really afraid of crowds. I don't know, it make me feel like over anxious and shit. And it's hard for me to concentrate or just get my head in the game because of so much going on. It's a struggle, but, you know, it's freedom in acknowledging the struggle, you know, to say this is how I feel and this is why I feel that way. Even the PTSD. So between the things that I was in, into doing to find peace, and the position I put myself in in certain in certain situations, I had to do what I had to do to survive. And some people just don't understand, and they never will. And it ain't for me to explain or make them understand. But if y'all take away anything from what I'm saying now, be mindful of the position you put your children in to be to be co
co-parents in the house with you because that's basically what it is. The responsibility without understanding leads to resentment. And I pray that if you're going through this right now, that you have someone to talk to. And uh, even if you don't, if you need a listening ear, I'm here. My email address is Taylor Bryan, T-A-Y-L-O-R, B-R-I-A-N. Let me stay that slower because I'm country. T-A-Y-L-O-R-B-R-I-A-N-849 at gmail.com. Taylor Bryan, 849. The number is 8, the number 4, the number 9 at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out and need somebody to talk to, you email me and I'll get back with you and we can figure it out. But I'd rather do that than you you hurt yourself or you hurt someone around. Or just if you need to listen to ear, just to vent, it's okay. No, I'm not a life coach or, or a counselor, but I'm a friend to whoever need an ear to listen. Um I know y'all think a lot of times it come at an older age, but children as young as two or three start to take on parenting responsibilities by comforting and feeding their younger siblings. So if you see signs of it, if your oldest child is showing resentment for the other children in the house, instead of you trying to be like the old school parents and say, you better shut up because ain't no wrong with you. Back when I, fuck all that, talk to them. Maybe you can savage a relationship and save your child's life. This has been another episode of Conversations and Situations. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else they they uh, have a podcast platform. Thanks for listening.